Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Merry Christmas to everyone out there listening to Rambling About Racing in this, our season, season three finale. Season's greetings to everyone out there. Matt Beamer here as always. Preston Lude and Charlie Hurkis could not be joining us on this season three finale because they are busy decking the halls, getting ready for the coming of Santa Claus, and yes, getting ready to spend Christmas with their friends and families. If you're like me, you're going to just be sitting at work on Christmas Eve and hopefully not Christmas Day, but if you are, be safe out there. Whether you're a first responder, police, fire, EMS, or a member of the United States Armed Forces, we thank you for everything that you guys do. And Season 3 has been quite a season for rambling about racing. There have been many firsts. We had our first IndyCar interview with Connor Daly right at the start of Season 3 in January, right after the holiday season's last season. And it was just been a good a good season ever since. We had Jerry Nadu on, Amber Slagle, Charlie Herkus joined the show when we switched from In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast to what is now known as Rambling About Racing. And I think that's going to kick off our season three wrap-up and our season Christmas episode is that our switch over to Rambling About Racing. Episode 94. Rambling about racing within the marbles. Good day to all of the fellow listeners of In the Marbles Weekly Podcast, now named Rambling About Racing Within the Marbles. And we have, like I said last week, we got a lot of changes coming up. First and foremost, the name change and Rambling About Racing Within the Marbles. I said that a few episodes ago and said, I don't want anybody taking that. So I went ahead and took it, and we have a, another addition to the show. He's been a guest many times at the show. Charlie Herkus is now an official host of In the Marvels, our third host. Charlie, glad that you're here for the relaunching, rebranding, I guess you could say, of In the Marvels, now rambling about racing. How are you doing today? Yeah, doing good. Long day at work, spent some time at the shop, and glad to be here for the relaunch episode. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Like I said, a few, like I said last week, this this was an idea of mine that I had, and it, it just kind of took root. And I wanted to go forward with it. I ran it by you 
brought you on as a show onto the show. Preston is still here, however, he's still going through family issues. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers, him and his family. I'll have him talk about it if whenever he comes back on. He is not excluded from the show. Preston is still here. However, now Charlie Herkes is going to be a part of our weekly racing podcast here at Ramblin' About Racing within the Marbles. Don't worry, the name hasn't changed. The website's still the same, in the marbles.net. The Twitter link's still the same, at Marbles In. In the Marbles weekly racing podcast on Facebook is still the same. The name of the podcast has changed. We're going to slowly incorporate Ramblin' About Racing into everything as far as social media and the website, but this is the relaunch. And what's great about this relaunch is what we're doing here and this rebranding is that it's just going to be an extended what you think. And we're, 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 what the plan of the show is, it's kind of like, and, and Charlie, you back me up on this. It's more, more, more of an open platform, so to speak. Not, not so many segments, I would say. Right. Uh, um, it, it's, it's from start to finish, uh, uh, open platform and you know bring your thoughts to the table and we'll discuss them yeah it's an extended what you think that's the best way i could put it just an extended what you think and if you're unfamiliar with how we do christmas episodes here what we do is charlie preston and i we go through all the season and find out what we liked about the season what what good memories there were of the season and we relive them by you pretty much playing them back to you guys. And one of my favorite season memories of the season, it wasn't an episode, it was just a sound clip. No, Mikey, no, no, Mikey, that was so not right. Yes, yes, the famous no, Mikey, no from Total Wolf is always a uh, pleasure to hear. I, I have it saved on my phone. It's a It should be my text message ringtone, but it's not. So I hope you enjoyed that little clip of when we started rambling about racing with me and Charlie at the helm and Preston eventually joined us. But we do have a, uh, I do have another memory right now. And I think it's one of Charlie's favorites too. It's when Charlie and Preston got on into it and they always get into it. It seems like it's so funny, but they got into it over Chase Elliott being the golden child of NASCAR. Well, I started it and Charlie and Preston took it from there, and I'll just let you listen to a clip from that episode. Episode 108, Harvick's Karma and Elliot's Break. I'm going to start with Preston here. I don't really remember last... what happened at Bristol, though. Okay, so Bristol. Here's what happened at Bristol. Charlie, I'll say it because you'll, you'll say it weird in order to paint a different line and a different I, picture. I would not. You would. <laughs> you put me, you paint me now to be a biased person. You I are am a, not bi- a biased person. <laughs> Okay, so here's what happened. Just because in- I don't like Bubba Wallace does not mean I'm a biased person. No, we, Bubba Wallace has nothing to do with this now. <laughs> you just had to bring Bubba Wallace back up into this. Because thing. that's what you're going to lean on. No, I wasn't. He's talking about Bristol. Yeah, I was talking about Bristol. Not Talladega, not anything because else. Because you literally said, I'm going to bring this up because you're going to paint a different picture. Yeah, because you're a Chase Elliott fan. That doesn't mean I would have painted a different picture. Okay, here's what happened, Preston. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They were racing hard at Bristol, maybe about, what, 30 to go, give or take. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more than that, approximately 30 laps to go. Elliott was in the lead. Harvick was catching him. They caught lap traffic. Harvick washed up the track and hit Elliott, cutting down a left front tire. On Elliott's car? On Elliott's car. Elliott pitted. Left front and left rear. Pretty much left side Uh, tires. So he sandwiched them in the wall. No, he didn't really sandwich him. He just, boom. Well, I mean, he got pinned in between Harvick and the wall. That Did he hit the wall? I don't recall him hitting the wall. 
Yeah, you hit the wall. Okay, okay he, then he hit the wall. He hit the wall then. So he got sandwiched. Hoverick washed up the track. Chase Elliott pits, puts on four tires, and comes back out conveniently in front of the leader, who is now Kevin Harvick. Yes. This is Bristol again. Yeah. And starts holding him up. <laughs> Chase Elliott even came on the radio and said, where is he? I'm going to hold him up. I'm going to help out Kyle Larson. He held him up. Oh, okay. I like now, I like where this is going. Now, this is creating drama, and I love it. I was there at the race, and I knew what was happening without even listening to Elliot Spotter. Right. It's like, okay, I know exactly what's happening because it was Harvick and Larson running one-two. Mm-hmm. He held up Harvick just enough because I've seen four tires just blow by everybody. He could have gotten up and went just like Kyle Busch did during that race. He didn't. He held up Harvick to the point where Larson card Harvick, passed Harvick, and won the race. Kyle Larson did. Mm -hmm. After the race, Harvick confronted Elliott and was pretty much, that was messed up. You shouldn't have done that. That's uncouth. Well, then why didn't he just wreck him to begin with? So now, let's go back to (laughs) Harvick. Now let's go back to Harvick washing up the track. Rear end never got loose in Harvick's car. No in, nothing. His front end won the turn. Harvick ran him up the track. He got he pushed up the track. You could clearly tell he pushed up the track. One hundred percent. Absolutely not. No, he did. <laughs> Harvick pushed up the track and hit Elliot. Right, so if that's the case, then Harvick turned around and did it to Matty D the very next weekend at Vegas. Oh, yeah, I, know, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch Vegas. So okay, turn around and that. did it to Matty D <laughs> the very next weekend. But except this time it hurt Harvick's car more than it did Matty D's. And from what every, from what all the announcers have said and everything, NASCAR called Harvick and Elliott both into yep. the holler before the Vegas race, saying, "Look, this needs to get put behind y'all, yada yada yada. We don't need none of this carrying over into the race." And every, and I'm not saying that Elliott. <laughs> I don't did, I'm not saying that Elliott did put it behind him, but from from what, like Jeff Burton and all of them has said. That Elliot had put it behind him. What you know, what's done is done, and then he got dumped. And I, I don't care what you say. That was a dump in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah fast forward to the Roval. You watched the Roval. Yeah, right? I saw the crash. Okay. He got dumped. So Harvick in car camera. Harvick throttled up and just he throttled up on exit out. He throttled up on exit out. Elliot didn't get up going. Bump. There was no exit out. It was in the middle of the corner. Yeah. It was the apex. I mean, it was yeah, it was yeah, a short was corner, no, but I mean, exit out. He was in the he apex. Laid the bumper to him. Okay, so I don't, I don't it, know. It's hard. It, it's hard to judge because Elliot was <laughs> did it in a spot where he knew Elliot would wind up hitting a wall. I think right maybe there. he was probably just trying to do it to let him know he was there. And but I, I mean, I think but I have tell you, but Harvick's interview after the race said everything. With I didn't get to see that one smirk on his face. Okay, and everything. okay, so. Yes, I mean this is this creates a lot of controversy. I mean, yeah, it's w- nice to have this something this going back and forth. It, it is in the sport. It's I nice mean, actually seeing this. For some reason, it always involves Chase Elliott. Yes, it kind of does. does. It, it kind of does, does because does there was there was a time with Denny Hamlin that one Hamlin time. Hamlin and Hamlin and Elliott. It seems like if Lewis Hamilton's the golden child for Formula One, Chase Elliott's the golden child for NASCAR. Bubba Wallace is the golden no, child for Chase um, Elliott is the golden child for NASCAR. You you're so full of crap. No, the you can't. NASCAR has catered Wait, hang to on. Bubba Wallace. The golden child in what kind of terms, though? To where if you do anything wrong to Chase Elliott or race him hard, Whatever. and you you just you you catch crap for it, you catch flack for it. 
I could. I honestly could see that. You could see I could that. See that. Could see I that. could see that. <laughs> no way, I can. Man. I can see that. I really can. Again, you're biased because you're a Chase Elliott. I'm fan. not trying to be biased at all, <laughs> but I just do not see it where y'all are where y'all are coming from at I, all. I could see it. I could see that 100. percent Because okay, like no. it's 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 almost like if anything happens to him, everybody's behind him. That's all it is. That's basically what it comes down right. to. Right. If if anybody else would have been in the situation or in the position where Chase Elliott was against. Because everybody's behind him. Who? Fan base? But what if it was Matt at the Benedetto yeah, versus. Fan base. What if Matt that's because ben- he's. That's because he is the most popular driver right now. Golden child. It doesn't make him the golden child. Yeah, Dale Jr. was the golden child for 15 years in NASCAR. Yeah, Dale he kind of was too. He kind of was fine, too. But Dale Jr. never got in any altercations like this. Yeah, Junior he was. He didn't have people purposely dumping him in the middle of the race. Kyle Busch. Well, Kyle Busch did that one time at Richmond. That was Kyle Busch at Richmond. But yeah, Junior was pretty good about keeping to himself most of the time. I don't think he really he wanted was. to get into any of that. He never really got into anything. Nah, he didn't really. Well, but, I don't think he really gave anybody call, a reason to. Chase did call a shot as far as. This ain't the first time Harvick's done it, and then Harvick turned kinda, right around the next week and got into somebody else. I was kind of curious to see what would have happened if Chase Elliott really got to him, but I think Harvick was saw him in the rearview mirror, yeah, and then and, he kind of missed that first but turn. See, yeah, and I don't care what Harvick says. You know he got a, li- he got a little antsy. He was curious. Charlie here with Rambling About Racing. Just wanted to take a few moments to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, please be safe out on the roads. And traveling over this next week or so, as I'm sure traffic is going to be just chaotic, as a lot of people are probably traveling for the first time in the uh, past couple of years um, over the holidays and whatnot. Uh, I can't wait to get 2022 off to a good start. Um, of course, with the 500 and everything coming up in just a couple of months now. So looking forward to that, looking forward to the duels, and um can't wait to get back to broadcasting with y'all. So, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and y'all be safe. And that was Charlie Herkus uh, via phone call. He just phoned in real quick and wished everybody a Merry Christmas. Thank you for doing that, Charlie. Really do appreciate that. Miss you on the show, but I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as well. And if you haven't already, Make sure to follow Charlie Herkus on all social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter more so, because he races short track racing there in South Alabama Speedway. It's good to have a driver's perspective coming in and talking about little things that happen on and off the track that may affect everything, such as what we perceive. And he might have a completely different view as Preston and I do as a uh, just a regular fan of the show or, or of racing, I should say. But what I'm, I wanted to do, what I want to do right now, is take a quick moment to thank everybody who's been on the show, whether it be a driver or blind spotting NASCAR podcast, quick pit podcast, and, and all they've done. And I can't wait to work with the guys from Blind Spotting again and Quick Pit. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I want to thank, give a quick shout out to all the drivers out there that were on the show: Amber Slagle, Chris Hacker, Connor Daly, Jerry Nadu, and Stephen Mazzali. And if I pronounced your name wrong this season, I apologize. Stevens was uh, by far one of the most popular episodes, and uh, Amber's wasn't too far behind there. But Jerry Nadu being on was such a great experience for both myself and Preston. It was a lot of fun. I Again, I watched that him growing up racing, and uh, it's, it's crazy that uh, I still talk to him from day to day. But speaking of Preston, I wanted to – another one of my favorite memories is actually – the episode we just had last week when uh, 
we were talking to Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast, and Preston had to defend his words that he talked about against Matt DiBenedetto. Episode 114, Crazy F1 Finish with Blind Spotting. So I'm going to fire off a couple quick fire questions here. I asked if you listened to last week's episode with the Quick Pit, you'll kind of have an idea of what they are, and I want to get all three opinions on it. And Preston, be, by all means, I, I listened to uh, feel free to Quick chime Pits, in. Um, yeah, yeah, great guys. You got, there. you got my favorite driver wrong, but thanks a lot. Oh, sorry about that. So, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Matt Benedetto, really? I mean, come on. Oh, that's yeah. Like a, that's that's a kick in the face. Yeah, that's something else here. When Michael listened to <laughs> our episode with talking about Matt Benedetto, Mike got a little upset here. And um, I figured this would be a good time as any for <laughs> you to answer for all those things that you what said about Matt Benedetto. answer for? I just think he's a phony. That's it. Oh, I boy. just, from what I see, I think he's a phony. Oh, boy. And go. And go. I just... <laughs> Oh, why, why do you say that? Oh, I'm going to. I just think that he can't. He, he he doesn't. He every time I see a new social media video, he always seems like he's got different stances on different things. That's all I got to say about it. I just I, I'm not knocking him as a driver. I think he's a good driver. I just he's, I just think he's got different stances on things. And I think he lets social media get in the way of a lot of his stuff in NASCAR. I mean, that's just what I see. I don't disagree with that. I think the best thing for him to do is probably stay off of social media. That's for what a while I thought he was going to do on. when he said he was backing off of Twitter. I was like, okay, that's cool. But then he was right back on it, like literally days later, posting another video. I was like, what is this guy doing? This is not a good look for him. That, I think he feels maybe that that's how he, he stays relevant and keeps his name out there when he's looking for a ride. He just, I think he feels passionate about different things. And, and wants, I mean, and a lot of with things he posts, he gets thousands of, you know, reactions, whether positive or negative. And, and without that, he's getting no reactions. So I think that's just a, a plan on his part to, to get it to stay out there. But I, I agree. I, I think if he could take the let's go branded bit back uh, and maybe think that he's a young guy, he's, he's a young guy. We, we all make stupid decisions when we're younger and, you know, impulsive decisions and, hey, this sounds like a popular thing. And maybe he didn't completely understand the background of it. Maybe he was just trying to appeal to Republicans. I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm sure if he could do some things differently, he would. I think just some interactions that we've had with him, he's a good guy. He means well. He's got good intentions. He's a family guy. I have his number from when, when he called in on show. And every time I text him and say, hey, how's it going? You know, just checking in, wishing the best. Within 24 hours, he, he texts me back and says, hey, man, thanks for checking in. Appreciate the support. You know, let's stay in touch. Hope you're, hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well. He, he, returns, he returns that. So and we've had some guests on that, that don't, uh, but he always does. He always replies, and he always makes himself available, and we'd love to have him on the show again. By the way, I caught all the flack for that episode Mike was texting me. He's like, "Phony, what are you talking about?" It's like that was all Preston. You're gonna, and I wanted to settle. The, I have I some to, very controversial, what, bury the hatchet right here. That I say on this show, like I said, I'm not knocking him as a driver. I think he's a good driver. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just there's just I just things that I saw that I was like, I don't think that's gonna fly, man. You I'm, I'm be careful with that. Yeah, just, just, and I understand well, you. Mike's right. Yeah. We do a lot of people do make stupid decisions when they're young. Uh, no, I, I know I have. Yeah, I still make these. Statement. I still make I'm stupid not decisions. That it's just the way NASCAR revolves these days around. You need all kinds of money and you need sponsorships at this point. You 
kind of don't need to be doing yeah. what he's kind of doing, which is yeah. kind of playing that social media game. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not. So, like I said, okay. I'm not talking about as a driver, Great. but yeah. If you guys haven't figured out by now, I really like stirring the pot and making sure everybody's aware of everybody's actions and what they have to say. But Preston's been an integral part of uh, rambling about racing since the beginning, since its exception, inception, I should say, of it being in the marbles. And we have a quick little Christmas message from Preston. So we're going to go ahead and ring that up here. And uh, here is Preston Lude. Hey, rambling about racing fans. This is Preston. Sorry I couldn't be there for our Christmas special, but I just wanted to send well wishes to everybody out there. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Uh, can't wait until uh, next year when uh, we kick off another season of uh, Rambling About Racing. Well, Preston, do you have any favorite moments from the show that you want to share with us? I think one of my favorite moments from this past season, well, actually, I had a few, actually. Uh, I think one of my favorite times from the show this past season was, uh, you know, right before our Daytona 500, you know, right the, the week before the Daytona 500, when I called Michael McDowell winning the Daytona 500, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty funny to predict. I didn't really think it was going to work out the way it did, but it, it sure did. Episode 73. Finally, NASCAR is back. Who's your pick to win the Daytona 500? I'll lead it off with the team that I'm looking at. Front Row Motorsports, and I'm going to go with my guy that I am setting myself to this season that I predicted is going to make the playoffs this year. The number 34 loves Travel Stop Ford, Michael McDowell. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everybody could be a threat here during this weekend's Daytona 500, but, man, I'm looking at a guy who's finished no better than third in the Daytona 500, and every time I've gone, he's been either caught up in a big wreck or had been a victim of unfortunate circumstances. No, I'm not talking about Kyle Busch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Brad Keselowski. I think he's going to do it. I would. It would be cool to see Denny Hamlin win it because three in a row is no easy feat for the Daytona 500. But I have four Denny Hamlin cars on my mantle. I want. I want another car up there. Yeah, yeah. it's starting to get a little Hamlin heavy. And then Harvick on top of that, I got another his Southern 500 car coming in. So not Harvick, not Hamlin. Somebody else. Somebody I haven't seen before. Okay, well, hey, maybe it could be Michael McDowell. Maybe I'll buy a Michael McDowell car. You never know. Never know. That was crazy that you picked uh, Michael McDowell to win the Daytona 500. In fact, I got his Daytona 500 winning car on the way as far as 124 scale for the new ITM Media Studio, which should be built hopefully by this start of Season 4 of Rambling About Racing. What a great memory that was, Preston. I'm crazy that you called that uh Maybe next year you can call again the Daytona 500 winner. But any other favorite moments? One of my other favorite episodes, I think, was, uh, of course, Matt's Daytona escapades. I think those are always pretty good to hear all the, all the stories that Matt has to share when he's down there in Daytona. It seems like this is, it should just become a yearly thing because it just, it seems to get better and better every single time. Episode 74, Daytona 2021. And I'm, just, I'm listening now, to McDowell's. Now, now, at this point, you're, the race is on. The race is restarted, right? Yeah, race is restarted. I'm listening to McDowell's radio the entire time. And the laps are ticking off. And I was like, I don't really care if he goes for any stage points, whatever. I said that this man's going to win the race. And I had a good feeling all night. I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is the time. And we're getting down to it. A couple laps to go. And I'm like, oh, man, McDowell's up there in fourth. I mean, he's there. And I'm like, this guy's going to hang back and wait. We get to the white flag. And he's in, uh, I think he was third at the moment. He was third. No, he was fourth. Fourth. Because you had Logano, Kozlowski, 
and McDow and McDowell. So yeah, third. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, so I'm watching. And, and at this point, I'm thinking Kozlowski's going to win. Like, oh boy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, I, and, oh boy. And at this point, I don't have any Kozlowski gear on. I bought a Denny Hamlin shirt because it's like I'm going to see if this jinx works. <laughs> I bought a five dollar Denny Hamlin shirt and I said maybe this will work because I remember I told Kozlowski on Pocono's podcast I'm like. Man, I wear, I wear your stuff all the time, and you, you don't know, win, and you don't win. It's like maybe it's me, maybe it's me. And so I said, I'm going to do, an, I'm going to wear a NASCAR hat. I just wore a NASCAR hat, which obviously brought the rain. <laughs> I so maybe stop doing that. But then I said, I'm going to wear a Hamlin shirt and see what happens. And of course, everybody busting my chops. I'm like, I have to defend it. I'm wearing it. And they're like, Hamlin's a good driver, man. But no, you no. should have just been like, hey, I'm trying to jinx him. I, should, I bet I, I bet they would have been like, oh really? Yeah, yeah that's awesome, yeah, man. I, I'm the drinker, but get this guy on TV. But you know, everybody was then, oh, why don't you buy a Bubba Wallace shirt? It's like, hey, how about you buy me a Bubba Wallace shirt? <laughs> he doesn't need me to wear a shirt to jinx him. He's going to beat himself. But then, yeah, that's when I wore it. But anyway, final lap for you, sitting from your perspective. Oh, I want to hear all right. about it. So I'm watching. I'm watching, and I'm talking. I'm talking to a couple of friends of mine too, while I'm uh, watching it, and. They're coming down the back stretch. Austin yep, Dillon yeah. drops out of line right out of two, and I'm like, oh, no. I was like, a oh, lot of people this were is dropping. It. This I was it. like, this is it. McDowell's not going to win. Then, whoa, where's your the, faith, man? Then, well, because I was like, oh crap, Mc, you know, Austin Dillon's going to go by, and then if even if there's a wreck, he's going to get caught up in it somehow. I was just like, oh man, please no. For a split second, my faith, I lost it. I was like, oh no. And then he kind of backed up, and then he got the run, and I was like. Oh, here he comes. He's going to push Kozlowski around Logano because I saw the run. I was like, he's going to push around him. He's going to go I, with Kozlowski. I saw Kozlowski, the run too and I said, okay. And they're going to both battle it out for the win. Yep, that's what I was thinking. He gave Kozlowski that push and I'm like, here it is. Kozlowski went to the inside and all of a sudden Logano blocks at the same time and they both wreck. And I went, oh, and McDowell goes right in between them. And I was like, holy crap. And I didn't know the caution came out yet. I just saw Chase Elliott starting to pass him in the turn. Right. And then they said the caution came out. And I'm at this point, my eyes are wide open. I was like, Holy crap, you gotta be. I was like, shut, no way, no way, no way. And they're like, the caution came out, and I was like, oh no, Chase Elliott was in front of him. Oh crap. And then they show him coming to the line, and he's in front of Chase Elliott, still at full speed. And I'm like, okay. Then it shows his crew celebrating. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I hear it on his spotter, you just won. And he's screaming, and I'm just like, shut the F up. Are you, I'm texting everybody. I'm like, I told you so. I told you so. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm calling people. Now, on the ground, MRN was saying, no, Michael McDowell has not been declared the winner. No, we do not know who won. We do not know who's out front during the time of caution. Because, like I said, I saw Elliot and Dylan there. It's like one of those three cars won the Daytona 500. We don't know which one. Was it three? Is it nine? Is it 34? We don't know. I mean, it says 34 in the pylon. But, yeah. But that's unofficial at this point. The, the, what that says is irrelevant to where what's at the time of caution through three and four. Yeah, Daytona, Daytona is a fun place to go. Unfortunately, again, I won't be there in the 2022 season because we got a little daughter on the way. Uh, and mom and, and we just moved into a new house and we still are unpacking very slightly. We had my mom and dad and as well as Caroline's mom up here helping us unpack, but still have a little bit of stuff to do. Needless to say, the halls aren't decked, and there's no tree up, so it doesn't really feel like Christmas to me. But yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that, and for all those that I usually go down to Daytona with, the Taylor family, Bob and Lori, New York Bob, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss you guys a lot. I can't wait to see you, hopefully, in the 2023 season. And maybe sooner. So anytime any of those people are in the Somerville area, make sure to let me know and we'll definitely hook up. But Preston, uh, anything, any other good memories before 
we wrap it up here. And uh, of course, also, I think when Matt shared his story about uh, his photography adventure down, you know, down, up in Darlington, that was uh, that was pretty. It's pretty good to hear some of Matt's stories. So I think those are probably some of my favorite episodes, and I look forward to many, many other more favorite episodes next season because I think next season will be bigger and better than ever. Yeah, I hope to have uh, many more credentials here in the next year in 2022. Maybe again the Southern 500, I can take care of that again. But definitely for sure, that was a great experience being a NASCAR photographer for Speedway Media. Hope to have many more experiences with them. That was a great, even if that was the only one, I, I could say that I did it and I checked off the list on my bucket list, but I would like to do it again more. I've learned a lot and I feel like I could still continue doing that job and documenting races like I do in the stands, except closer to the action. Preston, thank you so much. We're looking forward to 2022 and season four of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for you what you and charlie bring to the show i can't wait to see what season four brings and folks that is our christmas special that is our christmas episode a short and sweet episode but rest assured that rambling about racing will still be continuing to send out tweets and updates as they should come every week from now till the start of speed weeks in 2022 february 2022 we'll be sending out tweets about some of the episodes you might have overlooked and some of the ones that you just might want to listen to again. And by all means, you can find all those at ramblingaboutracing.com or your favorite podcast platforms. I want to do also do a special shout out and thank you to Belly Up Sports for bringing us on, or I should say bringing the Unhinged Sports Network onto their platform and accepting us as a member of their family. It's been nothing but great with that. And I'm looking forward to 2022, maybe get the guys from Chairgating on and go on from there but it's been a great ride in 2021 and i just wanted to before we leave wish everybody out there whether you're with your family with your friends traveling it doesn't matter enjoy the season enjoy the next week bringing in the new year we're making it through everything we're doing great i hope everyone has a very blessed season a very happy new year Stay safe, God bless, and we will see you all in 2022 for the start of Season 4 of Rambling About Racing. And folks, with that being said, we're going to wrap up Season 3 of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at Rambling About Racing. And for all of Season 3, or if you're a follower of In the Marbles from Season 1 all the way to now, can't wait to 2022, make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com for all of our podcasts, past and present, and make sure... To give us a follow on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube should be up by the end, start of Season 4. For Charlie Herkus, I'm Matt Beamer, and let's not forget Preston Lude. Thank you so much. Stay safe, and we'll see you at Daytona for Season 4.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 